All right, right. Hey, guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. And I'm not sure exactly what happened to me over the last couple of days, but there's this thing just pushing on me to go ahead and get into this conversation about what they won't tell you. And, of course, who am I talking about? I'm talking about the world, the messengers of the world that keep us in line, right? They tell us, well, you know, this is what's going on, and you can't trust them. And, of course, we go, hey, guess what? And your friend goes, guess what? Well, I don't know what. what what's going on? Hey, yo, you can't trust them. That's what's going on. Well, how do you know that? Well, the, my, my friend, my cousin, he called me. He said he's seen this post about how this is happening, and that's happening. Oh, I see, right? Jesus. Really? Really? That's exactly how the story is told, and we don't have any source to actually figure any of it out because just like the advertisements for new Jeeps and all the shit and the Better Homes and Gardens channel and everybody else's lives and how you can be better if you just spend a little more money, right? It's okay to go in debt for 8% on a house. 30 years, you talk about working hard now. You're working hard for that banker. I bet that dude sits in his office or sits around with his friends when he's eating that really good food and drinking that really good booze he sits around with his friends he's going oh damn man we we really freaking sold it to him didn't we we friggin told him hey listen this is what you should do you should just you know i, I know it's eight percent but goddamn, that's a nice house right and you know how successful it's gonna feel when you get that house right and then you go oh yeah and now where you at you got this big-ass house payment, the insurance payments, the HOAs, right, that homeowner's insurance thing or the homeowner group that actually sits around and gets their nose in your business because you got a ladder sitting outside your garage, and that's not how we do it in this association. Ugh. Ready for it? You want to talk about what they won't tell you? Let's go ahead and dig a hole in this. Why is this important to you? Because sometimes we need our, we need our attitude adjusted. I think sometimes we just get so much shit clogged up, so much crap clogged up in our thinking that sometimes we just got to have someone say, hey, listen, what, this is what's uh, really going on. I guarantee by the time we get done, you're going to learn something. When we come back, let's do it. All right, I'm not going to apologize for it. I got to tell you that right now, but I am going to get on a soapbox here. Because when I take a look around and I see what's going on in the world, what I'm seeing, it's scaring the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Think about it. I go into a store and I am a social person. I I think it's important for us to interact because we need to see each other in the same, in in a true light. And that is, I need to be able to look at you and realize that you're just friggin' like me, right? And you see you and your kid or your baby and you're going through the store and you're running your ass off and it's been a long day and you just want to get some groceries, get home, get maybe drink a glass of wine. You're doing your thing, right? And I watched a documentary today. It's called The Born in Gaza and it was filmed in 2014, I think. Forgive me if I'm mistaken on that, but it's just a, it's just the life of a few kids in Gaza, right? And you've got little kids. You got one little girl there, and her she's been involved in some sort of explosion, and because of that, she is she can't close one eye. She needs a uh, plastic surgery to close one of her eyes, and she's just a regular child, right? And you got a group of boys, and they're just they were like eight friends or cousins. They were family members. They went to the beach to to play soccer and of course four of them didn't come back four of them didn't make it right all because of something and i think what's sad about the whole story besides the fact that innocent children innocent families innocent lives are completely being wiped off the face of the earth at the whim of 
somebody, right? And I don't even know who, but I got to tell you something. I don't, I don't want any part of that. I mean, when I think about the United States getting involved in Israel and the whole thing there, I'm going to tell you what, the first rule I'm going to say is you don't get to blow up any little kids anymore. You don't get to blow up any families, no girls, no little girls who have dreams of being stars or doctors or whatever they dream of being. Don't get to die because of you. Can you imagine what it would be like? Wake up in the middle of the night to a flash and realize your entire life has been destroyed. You can't find your children. You can't even imagine that anguish, and that's the sad part about it. If you didn't wake up sad today because you've got fathers and mothers and children dying in the Middle East, in Israel and, and in Gaza, and you've got people in Ukraine and Russia, children, brothers, friends dying because someone said, hey, listen, I think we're going to go kill the shit out of some people. We're not talking about a video game here, right? We're talking about action taken because, well, um, I can't think of a better way to do it, Right enough of that let's talk about you what other things aren't they telling you i'm going to bring some things to light that you may not have even considered and maybe by the time we get done with this you'll realize wait a minute i'm not having nearly as much fun as i want to have and i'm going to change that shit hope you'll stick around when we come back all right so you know we don't know what we don't know apparently right so I remember here a while back, I was watching a, uh, some sort of show or some sort of news thing about misrepresentation, and I don't remember what the lawsuit was about, right? But it, basically, they were talking about the packaging. Oh, I know what it was. It was Burger King was being sued because they said the burgers in their ads look bigger than the burgers you actually get, right? Deceptive practice, sales practices, advertising, right? So I'm thinking, oh, okay, I see that. Now, I've been on one for a while here. So talking about what they won't tell you, right? Have you ever noticed that the size of things are getting smaller? I think there should be a law that says if you package something and then you sell it for a while on the open market, that if you reduce the size, you have to show the record of the previous size and the date that it was changed. Because otherwise, how does the consumer know... I mean, it seems like a scam, right? They have this system where they make money. They should at least advise us, hey, guess what? The policy is in this company, like a familiar cracker company, that we're going to just go ahead and leave the packaging the same, but we're going to make the sleeves of crackers a third shorter. So basically, we get three sleeves of crackers for the price of four, but we're not going to change the packaging. Well, they won't tell you, right? They won't, no one's, no one, and, and what's funny about this, this is where really where it gets kind of crazy. Think about this. All right, we, we have representatives, right? So like the cracker thing. I mean, logically, since I have a representative, I should be able to say, hey, representative, hey, listen, this is bullshit. And you're going to say, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, it is, and I'm going to take care of that, Chris. And maybe not in quite in quite those terms, but the point is when things aren't treating us, making our lives better, then that representative would be the one that comes in and intervenes on our behalf. And, and of course, we wonder why they won't. And again, we're back to that, that thing, that statement, that is what they won't tell you. See, when you elect that politician, he's all about you, man. He's out there shaking hands and kissing babies and he's being friends and he's just like you. And when he's, when he's with this crowd, he dresses like this and he talks like this. And when he's with that crowd, he, he dresses like that and he says those things, right? 
Well, what he's not going to tell you is, hey, listen, bud, you're not the one who puts money in my pocket for me to be able to go out and do this, travel in a fancy-ass bus and eat food and hang out with people and be the star, right? You're not the one that does this. So despite what you do, once you vote me in because I come up with the best commercial, uh, sorry, bro, you're out of the picture, man. I got millionaires to take care of. I have some debt, right? What does it cost now to be elected to the Congress, right? You got to have that right package. And, of course, they got to get behind you. It's kind of like, right, just a, just an advertisement, like a Super Bowl commercial. Hmm. Your, your politician isn't going to tell you that. All right. Joe Biden didn't stand on the pulpit and talk about, about how um, it, he, he regrets that babies and women and children and families are being destroyed in the in uh, between Israel and Gaza, right? Because of Hamas, and of course he's like, well, you know, Hamas is really bad. Well, yeah, okay, all right, Israel, show me your video footage of how you've able been able to destroy Hamas without killing innocents. And of course, people, well, you know, that's war. Okay, well, we need to change it then, because, like I said, I'm a little pissed off about it. Again, what they won't tell you. And of course, the the reality is this. For every argument, for every position that we hold, there's an opposite position. We have these ideas and there's these counterpoint positions for everything that's controversial. And of course, no matter what it is and more the more red hot button topic it is, the more we chime in and we hold our strong positions. But the question is, how much of the information do we have is actually valid on either side? Because I don't know about you, when I was a kid, it was I learned from my parents, from the from the people around me, or I learned from the Encyclopedia Britannica, which couldn't be reproduced or replaced in a matter of a day using artificial intelligence. Okay, rewriting history. I didn't have we didn't have access. Everyone didn't have the right just to voice their opinion without proof. Back then, it was a little more constrained. What do we got now? Look at this plethora of information about how they're doing the things they're doing, right? And what they need to do and what's important to us. That's the big thing, the story about what is important to us. How many times a day today did you get hit in the face with, oh, hey, listen, you got to do this. I think you should do this. Hey, maybe you should do this. Hey, how about this? Freaking phone dinging like a baby, right? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, just a minute. I got to get this. Sitting at a table with someone you love, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, that phone goes off. Can you ignore it? I don't know. You can't ignore it. Huh? It could be the president, for God's sake. I'm running a corporation from this phone. Huh? No, you're not. And then we wonder, well, I wonder why we can't get upset about the fact that families, people just like you and me, babies, children are dying. You want to do some research? Type in how many children have died in the conflict between Israel and, and Gaza and Hamas. How many innocent people have died? You'll be surprised. If that don't make your stomach hurt, I don't know what will. When we come back, let's talk about it. We're going to bring this back around to you because the bottom line is we need to care about that, but the more importantly, we need to care about ourselves. And when you're on track with you, that's when things get better. When we come back. All right, so you're probably wondering, well, what the hell does this have to do with me? I don't get my nose in politics. I don't care about all that bullshit. I'm taking care of me. All right, well, a lot of the choices we're making involve this same bullshit story that they keep feeding us, and that is, oh, you buy this and you do this and you do all these steps, you're going to be happy as hell, which I'm not against. I like being happy. I like waking up energized. But the reason I'm energized isn't because I've followed any of the plan that, 
that I was given because just like you, I spent a good portion of my life working my ass off. I was in debt. I had the house. I was paying some banker interest money to own a property so I could go to work every day, never have time to really enjoy it. And I didn't enjoy it anyway, as I, as it turns out. Right. And then of course, at some point I hit the jackpot when I get to retire, even though I'm so friggin' old, I can't get shit done. It's not like I'm going to start surfing at 68 or 70. Right. So, I mean, all I kept doing was I kept looking at it going, what the hell? Well, when we talk about what they won't tell you, your banker's not going to tell you that you're paying and emphasize that you're paying twice as much for that house as it's even worth. And there's a good chance, given the prices that came out of COVID-19, that you're paying more than that house has ever been worth. I mean, and face it, the materials are only worth so much. So this is all just kind of a fallacy. But they're not going to tell you, hey, listen, if you buy that house, that 4,000-square-foot house, for $400,000 and you're making a $3,000 a month mortgage or more, that you're not going to have time to go fishing. I haven't had a banker ever tell me that. They haven't ever asked, wait, wait a minute, Chris, before you sign on the dotted line, listen, are you given, what are you giving up for this? I mean, think about it. What are you, what are you not going to be able to do? Are you not going to be able to be home on Saturdays? You have to work overtime or, or are you not going to be able to go golfing? Maybe you have to give up your gym membership. And of course, what is, what is it going to do to your relationship, right? You're working all the time. She's working all the time. There's never any money or time to have fun. Huh? What are you going to do with that? We're talking about shit. They won't tell you. All right, here's an example. How many people have ever told you, do what you love? All right, now, how many people that have told you that we're actually doing what they love? No way. What? Really? Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. Everyone who says, well, you got to do what you love, um, and they don't do what they love, it's kind of a futile effort, right? How many, how many people have you walked up on and said, hey, listen, are you happy? And they say, hell yeah. And they're doing exactly the same thing you're doing, and they're not having any fun. You've heard them bitching about it, but then when you put them on the spot about it, it's like, well, hell yeah, I'm happy. This is what I do. Wake up every day, grind it out. No fishing, no golf, nothing. Crap. I guarantee if if you take a look around in the world, I'm one of the only people who are saying, wait a minute, why are you doing more of what you hate than what you love? And if you're going to do shit you hate, then it better be for doing shit you love. And of course, guess what? You're doing a lot of shit you hate. You're doing a lot of crap that's eh, okay at best. I mean, when's the fun start? And it certainly isn't when you're 65. I guarantee that. It's going to be when you're all broken down, fat, and tired, right? Nothing's working. Got to take a pill for everything. Hmm. You see the flaw in the whole story? There's a lot of shit the world ain't going to tell you. There's a lot of shit the people you keep listening to will never tell you. This is one place where I think you can get the truth for a change. You know why? Because I don't have anything to lose. I certainly aren't asking you for anything. Just trying to give you something. One more opportunity for you to figure it out that it's a lot more fun to do what you love than what you have to do. Add some fun to your life and you put some fuel in your tank. That's when shit gets exciting. Let's talk about how we're going to make that happen and how you can find that energy that you're looking for. Okay, so how is what you're not being told impacting you? Well, the other side of what you're not being told is what you are being told, right? There, I've never met a car dealer who will say, hey, listen, this doesn't have a warranty. Just understand that. So if it breaks down, you're on your own, right? 
got a three-day return policy in some states. In most states, you don't, I don't think. All right, but this is what we got. Or the guy, the banker telling you, listen, hey, Jimmy, you're 22 years old. You sure you want to sign a $350,000 mortgage? I mean, she's what? I mean, hell, come on, just give it a minute and figure out where you're at. You're not, you're making good money now, but you're really probably it's, it's going to dry up. I guarantee it. And uh, you, I, last time I checked, from what I talked to your dad and mom, you love fishing. This is going to end all that. Hmm. You got to be careful about what you're being told and the information to take in because that forms our attitudes. You need an example. You need me to draw this out for you, to paint a picture for you so you can get a better idea of what the hell I'm talking about. If you're a mom or a dad or grandma, grandpa, or sister or brother, doesn't matter who you are. Have you ever told a young person, like a young 18-year-old, 19-year-old girl, that, hey, listen, here's an idea. I got an idea for you. Just just play, hear me out because yeah, I got a feeling. All right, which, what I want you to do is I want you to dress as scantily as you can, and I want you to get videos, start doing videos you view in your parts, right? Just do some videos, and, and it doesn't matter because we're in the 23rd century, and you can show whatever you want, and no one can say anything about it because, well, you know, that's just the way it is. So have you ever had a conversation with the girls in your life, the young women in your life, or do you know anybody who has that has said, hey, this is a great idea. You're going to be a millionaire because of it. Now, what's the truth? The truth is you haven't. You haven't. And yet, what do you see? Sex is being sold. It's being sold legitimately, just like weed's being sold. The scourge of our society only 40 years ago has now become so lucrative that we can't seem to stop. You know how, I mean, that's the, that's the craziness in it all. And what's sad about it is, again, like just like the babies and Hamas and all this this war thing, where it's it's got we got it's got to happen. We've got to kill these people, right? We've got to blow these innocent people up. It's got to happen, and we we Americans we support that, right? Yeah, good idea, right? Oh, you well, you you you're on you're not on social media. You're not on TikTok. Oh my God, what? Where? What's the matter with you? What? Wow, how do you how do you communicate? Well, I just I pick up my phone there. You know those numbers on it, that keypad. They just punch in the number and say, hey, what's up? How you doing, man? Good. Nice to hear from you. Right? Well, they're not going to tell you that. Why? Because the more they spend time telling you what to do that you believe and you just follow that perfect plan, the less likely it is you're going to figure out that living in debt the way you're living isn't actually the best plan. Not for most of us. Let's face it. If you love fishing, hiking, camping, backpacking, you dream of traveling, a better relationship, a better life, more money, less debt, and less stress, less work. Tell me. Tell me. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no one's going to tell you that. I'm telling you that. I'll tell you what. If you're working for something, it should be for fishing. If you're working for something, it should be for financial independence. So you can say, you know what? My job sucks. My boss sucks. I think I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to do something else. My, I'm this, this dead end job isn't paying anything. Instead of me being the guy on the bottom, I'm going to be the guy on the top. So I'm going to go to school at night Then I'm going to pay cash for it. I'm going to work a second job or I'm work overtime. I'm going to do whatever I have to, right? No one's going to tell you, hey, listen, you're kind of lopping it out there, right? You've been at that same company making the same money for four years. You you don't think you can do much better than that? <laughs> None of those ads about that big-ass Chevy truck are going to help your ass, right? I don't. I, I sold cars, right? And I've I seen ads. I've seen ads for vehicles. I watch them. And according to the ad for any vehicle you're going to buy, right? 
they're talking about how much better your life is gonna be there ain't no there are no pictures of how you got your hands tangled in your hair and you're looking at the checking account and you're online trying to figure out how to pay all the damn bills and then the insurance company just decides hey listen we're going to raise your rates well why well because we can and there's a law that says you got to have insurance and of course the bank signed that note you when you sign that note with the bank you got to pay insurance for that too because i the bank isn't going to lose right the bank isn't going to lose you're going to lose imagine what would happen if they actually sat you down and said listen we got to give you a week and we're going to have you give you some counseling. And we're going to talk about the picture that's going to happen. You're going to let you imagine just how frigging great it's not going to be to have to wake up on Saturday and mow that frigging lawn again. I mean, there you are. You kind of got some idea. You're like thinking in your head. You get that lawnmower out. Your head's throbbing because you drank too much beer. And there's all kinds of things you'd rather be doing. But you're out there, get the lawnmower out and finding gas and you're mowing it and there's something in your head going man this freaking shit this is sucking there's something about this just ain't right right i guarantee you the guy who services your lawnmower the guy who sold it to you or the guy who got you to sign that big ass contract on that house that you got to work on every freaking weekend um he's not going to tell you (laughs) he ain't going to tell you that shit Got to leave that to someone else who doesn't want anything from you. How about that? All right, let's go ahead and see if we can get this ball going. I want to go ahead and get this thing moving in a direction that you can understand. I mean, it isn't going to do you any good for me to show up here and go, hey, listen, asshole, your life sucks. All right, I'll see you later. I'll take it one step further. We're going to talk about how it happens and how you can change it. If you're ready for it, I think you're going to like what's coming when we come back. All right, seem to be running into a contradiction here, and that's what's funny about that. Sometimes what we believe is a lot more powerful than the truth. doesn't matter, and the number of people who believe one thing even adds to the idea that it's truth. So let's talk about this. Let's break this down for you. So here you are. You're just like your neighbors. You have your house, your car, and all the debt, right? And if I were to ask you, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, I'm happy, all right? But if I asked you, hey, are you feeling energized and excited and what's going on in your life that you're getting ready to do that is better than where you are right now, you probably wouldn't have an answer for me. And that brings us to the question, why? And the answer to that question is because of what you believe, right? You were told a story. You've been told a story your entire life. You've been seeing examples of a story your entire life that says, hey, listen, this is how you do it, right? You got to get up and you wake up every day. You got to be a responsible citizen and American and do what you're supposed to do. And then eventually you're going to go in debt and you're going to get married. And that way the attorneys can get paid when you get divorced and you're going to buy a house. And that way the bankers can get paid while you're trying to get that house paid off, which you probably won't do. And in the meantime, you got to get a job to pay for that house. And even though you're not having fun, well, you look around and everybody else isn't having fun. So why the hell should you have fun? Sound familiar? Sound familiar? You got the weekends. Hell yeah, you got the weekends. Guess what you get to do? Oh, something amazing, I bet. Oh, yeah, you get to get up on Saturday, hung over because you drank too much on Friday. Thank God it's Friday, though, right? Got up on Saturday, you're mowing that lawn, doing all that shit you're going to do. And then Sunday morning, guess what? You wake up and you realize it's Sunday. Oh, crap, I get to do it again on Monday. I'll tell you what, if I didn't get your attention with that line of bullshit, I don't know what will. My point, you see my point, right? Here you are, you're not not fishing anymore. There isn't anything you did as a 17-year-old that you're doing now, right? 
In fact, you're too, you don't even have the energy to do that. You don't play baseball anymore. You're not hanging out with your friends. You're not going fishing. You're not going skiing. You're not laying around in the park with a picnic dinner and a bottle of wine, sitting over there on the Saturday afternoon. The kids are playing and kicking soccer, and you're just telling her how much you love her, how beautiful she is, and talking about all your dreams together. That's not what's happening. But when someone like me comes along and says, hey, listen, I think you're kind of screwing up. I don't think that's actually the best choice for you. Aren't you the guy that loved to fish? Aren't you the guy that loved to go to the gym and stay in shape? Aren't you the guy that loved to be out in the mountains and doing what you're doing? And, of course, you're going to say, well, you, you, don't need, you ain't going to say shit. And there's the point right there. And no one's going to tell you. Because guess what? What happens if you have to acknowledge that? Let's just talk about that for a minute. So let's just pretend hypothetically, because of course we know it isn't true that being in debt and living the life you're living is is amazing. We both we all know that. Just look at social media, look at Facebook. If there's any example of how great our lives are going, that is it. It just keeps perpetuating the story. Can't be anything else. I dare you. I dare you post a picture of you over there fighting with your wife or a video of you fighting with your partner because you can't pay the bills on Facebook. You know what you'll get? Everybody will say, oh, you can't post that. Oh, that, that. I don't think that's appropriate. We shouldn't be airing our dirty laundry on Facebook. Why? Well, that's the truth, right? Oh. And again, we're back to what we won't tell. The truth is, if you're honest with yourself, and I don't give two shits one way or the other, i got to be honest with you because, see, this is about me getting my life in order. And by me having this conversation publicly, I'm giving you the opportunity to pick the pieces of it that actually apply to you. But whether you listen to it or you don't doesn't have anything to do with me because that's not why I do it. I'm not asking you for $20 a month so you can listen to my bullshit. I'm just making sure that I spend time every day or every so often thinking about what the condition of the world is and what I should be doing in response to it because I do get to be number one, right? I am the most important person, and if I don't pay attention to me, who's going to? And, of course, that brings us back to you. If you're living your great life, if you can't imagine anything better than what the hell you're doing, don't waste another second of your time. Get on with your life. But the chances are... By the time you get to Friday, there ain't going to be a whole lot of shit that you did that you're actually really enjoying, right? How would you like to change it? Let's just say hypothetically, just pretend that there's a magic pill or something you could do where you just wake up and one day be like, damn, this is pretty freaking cool. I can't believe we made it. Wow, he was right. If you want to jump in that game, I hope you stick around because we're going to talk about how you can do it. It's easier than you think. And it starts with you when we come back. All right. If I sound like I'm on one, it's because I am. You know, this, I'm trying to figure the world out. And and there's a part of me that feels like I'm running out of time. So let's just imagine for a second that you're crazy like me and you were actually interested in having some portion of your life get better. What would happen, do you suppose, if you woke up every day and you spent time thinking about that thing in your life you want to improve or that experience that you haven't had that you want to have or that part about yourself that you'd like to change or achieve? How does that start? How do you go about taking it from like this crazy-ass guy on a podcast to you waking up one day and you're on top of your personal mountain and you're going, hell yeah, that was friggin' awesome, what next? That's what we're going to talk about in the final section of this conversation. 
The bottom line is this. The only reason you're not rocking and rolling your life and you're not waking up financially independent, you're not so in love with the person you share your life with, you can't get enough of them, and you're excited and energized every day about the day ahead and what things you get to do and why you do them, I can assure you it's not because you don't have the potential or the capability to get it done because you're already busting your ass right now. Let's face it, it's Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is, and you spent your day doing a bunch of shit that sucks so that you could have the life you're living. So there's a correlation between your ability to get up in the morning, fight traffic, go in, do what you do, come home, and repeat that shit for 30 years. Where we fall down, where we lose sight of our intentions, and where we lose our energy and our excitement for life is when we lose sight of who we are and what inspires us. I worked in a federal prison for 23 and a half years, right? 23 and a half years dealing with the worst of the worst by some people's opinions. And the one thing I managed to do out of that was I managed to turn a negative situation into an immensely positive one. How was that? Well, I'd walk in every day and I realized how good my life was and I realized how, how much struggle there was within the walls of that prison. So I spent a lot of my time trying to help those guys dig themselves out of a hole. And you want to know the gift that I was given in return? I was given the inspiration to actually say, wait a minute, if they can live a better life, if I can show them how to live a better life, maybe I should show me how to live a better life. So that's what I did. And that's what this conversation is about. Let's talk about the foundation of success in anything. What is the foundation of success in anything you will ever do? It comes down to the level of energy, excitement, and connection that you have with that thing you're about to do. You're sitting where you are right now doing what you are right now. What would you rate your energy level at? A 3, 4, 5, or a 10? And if it's not a 10, then that leads us to the next question, and that is why not? Is it because it's a great job and the retirement's good, like the job I had at the federal prison? And, of course, the life that I lived outside of that is so good that it makes it worth it, right? If that's the case, then maybe you just ain't going to change that. And guess what? Then what you do is you have to start looking at what's going on because of it. So you bust your ass, you busted your butt, you'll do all week this week, and then Saturday or Sunday you'll have off, and then you'll look back. How amazing is your life because of it? How much energy do you wake up with on Monday for the thing you're going to do Monday through Friday because of all the cool stuff you get to do for that struggle? That's the value equation right there. The reason you're not rocking and rolling your life isn't because you can't rock and roll your life. The reason you're not a doctor or a scientist or you're not spending six months a year in the Caribbean or you're not living debt-free isn't because you can. It's simply because you're not spending any time thinking about that and then doing things to achieve it. See, it doesn't matter where you are, whether regardless of what the circumstance, whether it's a great relationship or to be a great parent, the bottom line is there are systems in place. There are steps that have to be taken if you want to move yourself from the class of mediocre, okay, been married too long husband to Prince Charming. And why aren't you able to culminate that and get it going is because you can't spend your, you can't spend enough time thinking about it and staying focused on it without being distracted to actually make it happen. That's the bottom line. How do we change that? That's simple. Find a way, create a situation where no matter what happens during the day, two things 
occur. You think about where you would like to be and you can imagine and start building a story around how great it would be. And then, of course, you review that and say, how did I do? Wow. Sounds like a pain in the ass, doesn't it? Simpler than you think. Hey, go dig around the house while we take this break and grab a dry erase marker and I'll meet you back here in about two. I like to use the dry eraser because this analogy allows anyone to execute and it gives a standard established pattern for how to achieve our goals because that's really what it comes down to. We are what we think and if we spend time thinking about things, we can generally build those ideas up in our head to the point action is inevitable. And of course, if you need an example of that, you can think back to January 6th. People just like you and me got an idea in their head about what was going on, and they had someone telling them, hey, listen, I think this is going on, and they listened to it to en- enough to the final point that they actually took action on it. Whether it was true or not, that's to be determined, right? But my point is that same process will work for you. So how do you do it? You take that dry erase marker, and you put it in your toothbrush holder, and then tomorrow morning or tonight before you go to bed, I don't, it doesn't matter when, but you write down something that you used to do that would inspire you, that would add fuel to your tank, that would get you excited again about what you're, what you're doing and what your life looks like. I don't care what it is. Write a book, be a better friend, be a better spouse, be a better parent, go get your degree, do whatever that thing is you can do. Write it on the mirror. Like, oh, no, 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 not on the mirror. A dry erase marker, you wipe it right back off. And then every morning when you wake up, and of course people, this is crazy. Try it. Every morning when you wake up, you take a look at that message on the mirror when you brush your teeth. And you evaluate what you're going to do and you make a commitment to yourself and to your partner that you're going to spend time trying to figure out how to get that done. And the good news is the review process is simple. If you're like me and you brush your teeth at least twice a day, usually three for me, but you brush your teeth before you go to bed at night, you look at that mirror again and that message on that mirror and you ask yourself, how did I do? And it doesn't matter how you did. The point is you've got to get the idea cooking in your head before you can actually get it rolling. Because when it gets good enough, when you start thinking about it and you start doing a little research and you go to work and on your break, instead of surfing YouTube or TikTok for hoo-haws, you get on your phone and you research what it's going to take and how much it's going to cost to get back into school. And then the next thing you know, you're sitting down with a counselor because three weeks later, you've been looking at that same message and all of a sudden you can kind of imagine how much better your life would be if you were the manager instead of the grunt. And before you know it, you're going to wake up and the action is inevitable. How do I know this? Because that's what I do. Why do you think I'm sitting here right now? Action is inevitable. This is a part of who I am. Just like working out is a part of who I am and waking up kind to my partner is a part of who I am and every other thing that I do. I want to be the best that I can be at the life that I have left because it feels good. I don't care what the world thinks of me. I got that covered. Don't worry, world. You don't need to worry about me feeling good because I I got me feeling good. And when you think about it, that's all we're talking about here. This whole message, this whole story that we keep following, it comes down to one thing. The only reason your life isn't amazing is because you don't have time to think about it. And if you were to sit down and say, all right, I'm going to skip what I believe. Am I really having the rock and roll time that I want to have? And if not, how can I change it? 
That's how we live our best life. That's what living your best life is all about. The world doesn't give a shit about what you drive. The world doesn't give a shit about what you own. And more importantly, even if the world does, it's not going to change anything about it. The only one who's going to get that done is you. I hope you put it to work. It's easier than you think, and you'd be surprised at how far it's going to take you. We're going to close this thing up when we come back. I hope you'll stick around. All right, I just want you to know... um, there's always been a part of me that's felt like, you know, I need to do more. There's, the world is a mess. I think that the the thing, and maybe it just comes from the fact that I didn't have much, that I was went through hell as a child. My wife and I got married when she was young. I was young. We were both dumb, didn't have any money, and here I sit. And sometimes I look at my life and I think, how in the hell did I earn this? And I certainly don't want to do anything to screw it up. So... If you're trying to figure out what the hell is this guy talking about or why does he keep making noise, that's the bottom line. And I feel like there's some sort of energy in the universe that says, hey, listen, you're just about there. or The message is just about ready to be heard. Just keep talking and I'll help you with that. That's why I'm showing up. I hope it helps. If it doesn't, I apologize for that. I will continue to try my best to give you what you need. And I'm hoping you'll do the same for me. Um... I don't want to waste this. I don't want to end up dying and realizing that no one got an idea of what, how easy it actually is just to wake up energized, to have a great relationship, to wake up and able to do and, and, and make the choices that you make. And it really is. Um, please share it, like it, talk to your friends about it, talk to your partner about it, talk to your wife and say, hey, listen, what would you say if I woke up every morning and we agreed to be kind to each other and then every night when we went to bed, we'd kiss again and we'd say, how'd we do? And we'd hold each other's hand when we walk in and out of stores and we would become best friends again. I guarantee it's not going to make your life worse. Hey, listen, until next time, my name is Chris Haquez and this is your best life defined. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.